welcome to Unwind Financial, where we talk about all things health and wealth to educate, inspire, and liberate. My name is John Savage. My name is Leah Savage. And today we're going to be talking about healthy spending habits. And this is our third Smart Money Honey, number three. Yes, I like that. Smart Honey Money. I like how my honey <laughs> talks about money. <laughs> so we're going to be talking today on this this third episode under smart money honey just about how to have some good healthy spending habits because it goes into one of the things we like to see is your decisions so your mm -hmm. thoughts influence your decisions and how you do things so having some things organized again like we talked about before setting goals was one of our first ones setting up a basic budget um, having something on a spreadsheet uh, app whatever works best for you, but just having something in place to help build upon the foundation of that financial house. Definitely. And I want to start us with revisiting those SMART goals. Yes. If you listen to the number one episode, we talked about goals. Mm -hmm. And you start there, right? Mm -hmm. What are your goals? And then you move on to your financial spending plan or some call it budget. Mm -hmm. And now we're on healthy spending habits. So let's look at the S in SMART goals. The S says, what do you want to do? So all of your health, your spending habits should be driven by the S. What is it that you want to do? What is your goal? Um, and there's six parts of this S. Who, what, when, where, why, and how. So if we look at spending habits, who? Who pays what could be a way to, mm -hmm. you know, define your spending habits. So for me and John, we have a, 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 a flow, system. Mm -hmm. a system. Yeah, we have a system down. And again, and, and we, we flow and make adjustments as we need to. Yeah. So um, one of the things is like we know we get paid at least four times a month. And then with my business, anything I bring in from there, I have a business on the side that goes towards business expenses. So we've already first we've defined those things. Yeah. And then second, we've defined, okay, what bills are due. Yeah. We've determined when they're due. And we also determine when each of us get paid. Mm -hmm. And we know how much we get paid as well. I talk to yeah. members when I'm working with them with the EAP plans. And there's a lot of people who actually who have a lot of money they make. And there's those who don't make as much, but all in between in different spectrums. I notice not everybody knows exactly what they what? make. Mm -hmm. At least having an idea. Um, and sometimes it's because we get into a particular system in particular mode where it might be comfortable or things getting by okay, or just overwhelmed. We're yeah. like, just whatever comes in, I just got to pay this. I yeah. know what I owe, but we want to be in the habit of being able to take an inventory mm -hmm. throughout each month, throughout the year of what we have coming in, what we have going out, yeah. because that allows you to make adjustments in establishing some healthy spending habits in your household. Definitely. I like that. And I want to add the where, mm -hmm. too, because do you pay it online mm -hmm. using a card or do you use cash? Mm -hmm. You know, use the envelope cash system like we talked about, mm -hmm. one of my favorites. Uh, or do you pay it by mail or do you pay it in person? Yeah. You know. Some people go to Walmart. Some people used to go to Sears, I believe it was, mm -hmm. to pay certain bills. Um, so I know our times are changing. Yeah. Even how we pay things, 
yeah. like right now, we change some of our spending patterns. Mm -hmm. I'll say in the midst of our spending habits, when we go to Walmart recently, the one by where we live yeah. is becoming more of a cashless society, literally. Yeah. Um, like when they say there's a chain shortage, there's, <laughs> um, it's not a chain shortage, but that's a whole nother conversation. Mm -hmm. But that's to force a behavior mm -hmm. for a mass population. So we have to determine, okay, how can we adjust to that? Because they don't want us to have change anymore. They want to get rid of those denominations, just like we got off the gold standard. Pretty soon we might be getting off of cash. the cash, the mm -hmm. dollar standard, if you will. Yeah. Um, and we were becoming more digital, we, even though we've been in digital. So with that said, we were at Walmart recently yeah. and my wife went into one line, was going to pay a certain way and found out there was no sign or anything. All the machines are now card only mm -hmm. in one particular area. So she had to go to another area, get in line, but she didn't have the time necessarily to be in a long line that day yeah. to do what she needed to do. So guess what? we got to make some adjustments. It doesn't stop what we do. We're just going to have to adjust in how we do it. Yeah. And that's part of uh, developing a healthy spending habits. So with that said, when you already have a plan in place, and I'll tell members this because I used to make this mistake years ago, be frustrated. We talk about our budget. We had budgets all set up in three different ones as we grow on our income. Um, it was like, man, but we don't have enough. So doing a budget doesn't really make sense. No, it, it does. Mm -hmm. So, and that was just our regular monthly budget where it was really tough. But what happens is it allows you still to see, okay, how much am I in arrears or in the red or in the black by knowing what you have to work with, at least know the numbers, then that tells you, okay, how does it one align with your goals Two, how does it align with the plan and structure you have in place? And three, what are some things you can do about it? Yeah. What are your options? So that's what you work with. Okay, this didn't work out, so let's make an adjustment here. Yeah. I just want to add to what John is saying. So often we can find ourselves in trauma or have, are experiencing a trauma response mm -hmm. due to finances. And having these, these goals, this budget or spending plan, it really helps counteract some of the trauma responses because trauma makes you feel powerless, hopeless, and helpless. So when you have a goal, even if it's just one goal, you have a budget or a spending mm -hmm. plan, you have control. Mm -hmm. You have control over your finances. Mm -hmm. You you know what you have to work with and that can help counteract some of that traumatic um, effect of finances. And you bring up a good point. So many of our decisions in finances is is influenced by some type of trauma. Yeah. Not for everybody, but for many people that I talk to, um, those who had a lot of money but also had a lot of debt. I talked when they're in some cases spending two, three thousand dollars a month in a credit card saying, I know it's my spending habits, I know I have a problem. Mm -hmm. You know, when I get stressed or me and my husband argue or um, me and my wife argue or something like that. I go and I shop. Spin, yeah. I'll go out and eat more or go out with friends more. I'll go buy clothes and do it every weekend. And then I'll just pay it off later. But there's a hitch in that when there is um, emergencies that come up or unexpected mm -hmm. expenses like car expenses or don't think about, oh, I got to get my tires replaced. They're, they're going bald. Okay, that's going to cost me five, six hundred dollars. I'm not going to be able to pay off the credit card right away. So that's why it's so important to establish 
healthy spending habits. And what we also like to mention, my wife wrote down, is boundaries. Yeah. yeah. Boundaries are so key. Yeah. You got to have boundaries from within and boundaries yeah. from without. Yeah. And these, again, are, are guides to, especially if you've dealt with trauma financially, yeah. Um, and even not just financially, again, a lot of stuff that influences how we spend our money and manage it might have nothing to do with the finances themselves yeah. as more of we use the finances as a tool to mask or bandaid or soothe yeah. what's really going on on the inside yeah. circumstantially. Relationally. Yeah. And that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk more about that another time. I've seen a lot of things where people were in a good place and someone was so upset and just ran someone's credit down, mm-hmm. took money out of their joint account, even the money that was partnered together. It not only affected the one, but it also affected the children. Yeah. So having these healthy spending habits, knowing what's going on, on our inside, building boundaries yeah. and working through those things over time and yeah. having a plan that actually will help you in establishing over time healthy spending habits. Because what you're doing is you're reinforcing good habits to help get rid of the old bad habits that might not have served you at all. And I want to say this too. Um, there's no judgment. Mm-hmm. There's no judgment. Yeah. If you out there listening and you have overspent, you know, to soothe yourself, there's no judgment here. Amen. We really want to see you free and, and acknowledge that you may have done that to resource yourself. Mm-hmm. That, that was a some call it a coping mechanism. I like to use the term resource mm-hmm. as a way to resource yourself. No judgment. We just want to help, you know, take those maladaptive behaviors and create healthy habits that are that lead to better outcomes. And the same thing in this purpose, just like of a company when they're restructuring. That's all we're doing. You're you're identifying what are my blind spots because yeah. sometimes you don't realize it. It, it takes, you have to take a moment and slow down. You might have fast pace going on in your life, you know, a lot going on with the kids or some other stuff, your job, you're traveling a lot. Um, I deal with all these situations with members all the time. And one of the things is I encourage them, don't beat yourself up. Don't look yeah. at what you, you think you did wrong or didn't do. No, you did the best of what you knew yeah. how at the moment. Yeah. Some things really protect you from other things that could have been worse even though it might not have been the best option, it may have been a better option at the moment. Yeah. So I like to Survival. encourage you. Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. And we don't want you just to survive. Yeah. You were able to do that, thankfully, but now let's get to thriving. Yeah. Yeah. So you might've been operating at 25%. It's better to operate at 25% than just to give up and, and just yeah. go to zero. Yeah. Um, but we can build from where you're at, no matter where you're at, whether you're at 10%, whether you are at 0%, it feels like, whether you're at 75%, we want to continue to help you build and to grow. We're always communicating and growing and making adjustments. Yeah. We have quite a few things personally right now with the business and ministry where we have a lot of adjustments that need to be made. And it's my wife and I working together. And it's like, okay, we're having to compartmentalize and do certain things in segments, even though we see the bigger picture. We're having to realize there's only 24 hours in a day. Yeah. And God didn't mean for us to work all 24 hours. We got to have rest. Yeah. And so uh, one of the things I want to touch on more is when we talk about decisions and boundaries, what can influence your decisions is if you don't have boundaries. And so I want to say something that's very powerful in this is know when to say no. This is a big one. I talk to people all the time and I've done this where you're helping people. There's nothing wrong with helping others in need. 
Um, but there's times where we also enable others because now they know I can come to them anytime I want and get what I need because I don't really want to take the time and energy to take the next step to better myself. So some people were trying to help them out. We feel sorry for them, um, but they could do more. And we're not necessarily serving them. We're doing a disservice if we don't allow them to mm-hmm. flourish and do more. It's better for us to encourage them and talk to them and push them mm-hmm. further and to say, hey, I can help you here, but not always give you money. Yeah. I talked to some members literally making thousands of dollars a month, but they're helping their child in school who's of working age mm-hmm. and old enough, well old enough, but they want it to be comfortable and convenient for them. But there's going to come a point where they're going to have a family possibly or run some business or be a manager over people in their job or have some other sensitive thing they have to do. And the parents aren't always going to be there. And I've seen parents struggle because they're trying to help their their children so much. And I'm like, you know, look at what you've already done. You, you reward yourself with, look, I've already poured into them. I still help them where I can. Yeah. But if you're helping your child with an extra $500 a month and that's exactly what you need to be able to have mm-hmm. some breathing room and also to take care of yourself, yeah. what we call self-care in some cases, then you need to take an inventory of that and say, hey, no one to say no and say, yeah. you know what, look, yeah. son, daughter, mom, dad, whoever it might be in some cases, yeah. you know the situation's best, but to encourage you, don't feel bad. You can still help them. But look at what you, what's reality as far as how much you're able to help them. Instead of $500, it might be, I can only help you with a max of $100 yeah, a month. You're going to have to take your knowledge, your skills, everything you've been learning, go look for work. Yeah. Or I'm going to have to get you off my auto insurance. Mm-hmm. There's so many different things I've seen in situations where it's not a lot of big things. It's usually the minor adjustments. Mm-hmm. And you might feel bad, but no. You, you're loving someone to allow them to spread their wings and fly. If you um, start disrupting and coddling a butterfly and not allowing it to work its wings and get out of it, yep, yeah. out of its cocoon, what's going to happen is it begins to get ready to pump those. Cause that's the, by a butterfly, for example, when it's moving its wings and it's trying to get out and it's shaking, it doesn't need a person's help. Mm-hmm. It needs to work those muscles. Mm. It needs to get the blood pumping and flowing. That's what makes it become into this culmination of this beautiful, healthy, vibrant butterfly. Yeah. Well, that's beautiful. You know, I love butterflies, John. Mm -hmm. I think, too, just acknowledging any areas of codependency, Mm -hmm. any relationship where just acknowledging where you're rescuing someone in your life and changing the boundary that has Mm. not been there with that person or those people creating a boundary it's not comfortable and people usually don't like no but it's so important that we start creating those boundaries for our own health and well-being Mm. and for theirs as well yeah that's good that's good and we're all in different situations you help people wherever they're at they need help having family together they used to do it back in Today in biblical times, families living together was normal, natural, but now people have been segmented, isolated, isolated, compartmentalized, and that's actually not healthy. That's community. Africa, we see that a lot. There's families in Africa building. I see when people come from Pakistan and other people I've met and known, when they come to the United States, 
I notice something. Yeah. Their businesses are built in family. They're in community. Yeah. Everything they do is in community. Yeah. When I've listened to them talk to family, it's in community. They're always discussing things. How can we do more? How can we buy land? How can we buy a house together? Mm -hmm. How can we help each other? We have a need. Yeah. Everybody should be doing that in, in community. community yeah. But community is being lost even as we speak. And so that goes back to those healthy boundaries. There's a balance there. Yeah. And when you have help, there's areas where we need help and yeah. we acknowledge it. We don't let pride get in the way. But then there's areas where we got this, we just need to go and run with it. Yeah. And one of the things I want to say too on about saying no, when you go to the store or you're on TV, this is a big one where people are like, it's such a good deal. I had to get it or I had to buy more toilet paper. Well, if you had 200 rolls of toilet paper already stocked up, it's only three people in the household and one's not there all the time. How long is it going to take you to use that 200 rolls of toilet paper? Probably quite a while. And so hopefully, <laughs> um, but no matter what it is, there's nothing wrong with stocking up and storing up for yeah. emergencies in the future. We've yes. Last year. But at the same time, there's things that we go to all the time. It's like, Oh, the, the, they had a coupon. It was 50% off of that meal. Sometimes when I do the numbers and I look, I'm like, that's still $10 for the same meal. They're just telling you, we'll do it this way versus that way. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you save $2, but you're buying more and then you don't really need it. Yeah. So we have to have discipline of knowing when we need something and when we don't. Yeah. And when to say no, say that's a great deal, but not today. Right. My budget is $100. That's it. Yeah. This check is going towards household expenses. Oh, we had $300 left over. Well, we said that's going to go into our pot over here yeah. for overage for anything household wise if something comes up in this account. So if you have something like that, so knowing when to say no, yeah. knowing when to stay focused yes, and knowing how to just communicate and, and uh, yeah. It makes me think of what you shared earlier, the 50, 30, 20. Ah, yeah. yeah. So basically this is an ideal. Mm -hmm. 50% of your income going towards household expenses, 30% towards spending, mm -hmm. you know, shopping, and 20% towards savings. And we know this may not be realistic, and that's part of those SMART goals for, for some, me, mm -hmm. you know, but it's still something to work towards. Uh, thank you, my love. And so what we're going to do, we'll actually be talking about that over the next week. Um, some more. We're going to dive into that a bit more and we'll just hone in on that area because there's actually so much you can do with that yeah. and what that looks like and even what that may not look like. We're going to get into that more. So I think that's a good stopping yeah. point for today. Um, we've given you guys a lot to chew on, but we just definitely want to say God bless you. We love yeah. you and just hope this message just reaches you right where you're at and you can take something away to start applying today. Yeah. We bless you and just remember to unwind and free your mind. Yes, <laughs> until next time, unwind.